Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast, where our church leaders have conversations to encourage and equip you in topics surrounding culture, theology, and the kingdom of God. Now, here's today's show. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the podcast. This is uh, probably going to be our last of our one-offs, as we're calling it, as in the month of January, we've been doing some promotion. We've been just chatting about some things that have been coming up. So hopefully you've gone back and listened to the first two episodes we've done. But today I'm going to do a a, kind of a self plug uh, because I one of my jobs is I oversee uh, our classes and our our education classes. And we have new classes starting in February. We have three classes that are going to be new to the the winter spring semester. And then we have another one that we do regularly. So I just want to chat about those real quick and give a little bit of a preview of what's happening, especially for one of them. So as always, every month we do what's called a membership class. This is a four-week class that uh, usually starts the first Sunday of the month, and it will begin in February, March. Uh, we'll, we'll do the first Sunday of the month. April is going to be a little different since April is Easter, so we'll do that a little bit differently. We'll announce that later. But these are four-week classes. Week four is a baptism class. It's the baptism component of it. And this is a time where you could learn about the the history of the church, what Golden Hills does, what are our theological distinctives, what is our affirmation of faith. And those sorts of things. It's going to be taught by a pastor or an elder. And this is just a great introduction uh, to pursuing membership or just learning more about Golden Hill. So we, we always encourage those. Even if you took uh, the membership class years ago, we updated this a couple of years ago. So we would highly encourage it. Along with that, though, we regularly offer different types of classes. And so first off, I'm going to promote a couple that we have coming up. One of them is called God's Big Picture. Tracing the Storyline of the Bible. This is actually going to be utilizing a book called God's Big Picture, Tracing the Storyline of the Bible. And this is a great way of exploring the theme of the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. It's not necessarily going technically on uh, different genres or how to, you know, how to how the Bible was orchestrated or written, but what is the story of the Bible? Yes, the Bible has 66 books. But it's not merely 66 individual books that happening. that's happening. It's, it's God's story of redemption. And so that's going to be taught uh, by one of our teachers, Brian Kemper, who's a, a great communicator. You guys are going to have fun. That's actually a really cool class because he's almost going to teach it like it's a book club. <laughs> uh, so he's going to lead it and, and teach it. But we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of really good discussions. And that's going to be really fun. That's going to be during the 830 service beginning February the 5th. We have another class uh, that's kind of a two-part class starting February 5th as well. One is called Discipleship Practices for Parents of Teenagers. And man, anytime a parent of teenager has heard this uh, title, they've already kind of freaked out and said, yes, I need this. This will be during 1030, the 1030 service. And this is going to be taught by Pastor Bo Lee and his wife, Cindy. And so this is just, it, it's like it, <laughs> it, like it says, the, the, the class description says, Raining, raising teenagers to know and love Christ is both a sacred calling and a seemingly impossible task. I only have a five-year-old and I agree with this. We invite you to join with other parents who are trying to learn how to see their kids grow as disciples of Jesus. So that is a parent-based class. It's not for the kids. Um, And this will uh, be happening with uh, Pastor Bo and Cindy. Now, during the 1030 service, we also have a compliment class. That is going to be led by Pastor Calvin Santos, our middle school pastor, and this is called Making Spiritual Habits. This is a class for middle school and high school students. So during the same time, you could go as a parent and then, uh, you know, you could you could have your your middle school or high school or take a class with Pastor Calvin 
where they will talk about spiritual discipline, spiritual habits, you know, reading your Bible, praying, serving, these sorts of things. And uh, there, there, I think there's going to be some interaction between the two classes as well. So anyway, we would highly encourage you. You could sign up for, for these on the, the website, and those are two interesting ones. Another one that we're going to be doing, though, that I'm going to be teaching is kind of an ongoing, uh, an annual class that we do called Grasping God's Word. And this class is, is focusing on how to read and study and interpret and apply the Bible. You know, I remember the first time I ever took a class on this, it was, I went to a Christian college and I was already interested in this kind of stuff. I just didn't know what to do with it. And so I took this class called, um, oh, the art of interpretation. I didn't even know what the class was about. I just, I had to take it. It was required. And I, and I sign up, I, I go to the first day and it's, uh, the art of biblical interpretation. And I'm like, oh, okay. And we, we learn actually a lot of what I learned in that class is I still teach it to this day uh, in grasping God's word. But the idea is you could learn tools on how to study the Bible. And, and the way I always communicate it is we oftentimes hear a pastor give a sermon for 40, 50, 60 minutes. And it's like, how did you talk so long on that one verse? It, it always kind of shocked me on how that would happen. Well, I learned what I learned in, in a class like that, and I've taken other classes in my own studies, is that it's it, those pastors, there, there are a lot of wacky pastors that just pontificate and guess. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about them right now. But when, like, especially at Golden Hills, we have all these great pastors who preach. And while they're preaching and while they're prepping, they didn't, they're not just going off on wild tangents. There's actually a method to what they are doing. And a lot of what we're doing in this class, Grasping God's Word, it almost teaches you an introduction to what these guys do when they prep to teach a message. And it's not just to prepare someone to become a preacher, because most of us won't, but all of us can learn how to study the Bible and how all of us can learn how to read the Bible. Any one of us can do it. And I've taught this class now since the spring of, I want to say 2016. So we've done it like, I think this might be the eighth time we've done it. I have had this class attended by almost all different kinds of people. So obviously men, women, high school kids, college kids, um, people who are in their 80s. Like I, I've literally had people who have come to me and said, Vinny, I've been a Christian for 70 years and I wish I would have learned this stuff then. I've had uh, janitors or doctors or lawyers or mechanics <laughs> or coaches, house moms. Uh, literally all different kinds of people have taken this class. And even people who have studied this topic before, everyone gets something from it. And if you listen back to the podcast we did last week where uh, Summer and I had an interview with Taylor Turkington as we are, were pre previewing the uh, Learn It, Give It conference, uh, women's conference that's coming up, a comment that Summer and I made and something we talked about was how you never reach a point where you just know it all. You know, for, for myself like I've taken so many classes. I've read so many books on biblical interpretation and I'm constantly learning. Um, I, I'm fortunate to have some friends who have higher degrees in, in biblical interpretation, like PhDs in biblical interpretation. Those folks, they're constantly learning and, and they're literally doctors. They're scholars, right? They're the authorities. They're the kinds of people who write books and write commentaries on the book of the Bible. And guess what? They're still learning. They never reach a point where they're like, oh, I know it all. And it's so humbling when I see that because it's like, okay, good. I, there's always something I could grow and I could uh, learn towards. So myself, I love teaching this class because I'm always growing when I teach it. And, uh, you know, as I've taught it over the years, most people repeat it. Like most people who have taken it 
actually take it again. <laughs> it's really cool. So here's some of the stuff that we go through in, in this class called Grasping God's Word. We, we start off the class in week one by talking about what is, uh, what is the focus of the Bible. And so we look at two things. First off, we look at how Jesus is the center of the story. The whole Bible is about Jesus from Genesis through Revelation. And then we also talk then about this idea, this big term, biblical theology. What, what is the story that's happening there uh, throughout the Bible? And this is actually something that in that class we talked about, God's big picture, that's a biblical theology class. So in, in our class, we study more of the formal way of how to look at that. Uh, but, but that's week one. It's just getting an introduction to like, hey, this is the point of why we study the Bible. It's not to just figure out good morals. It's not to, you know, whatever. It's, it's to see Jesus in the text. We then, in week two, talk about, well, what is the Bible then? Now, now we're actually getting into the nitty-gritty. And we talk about Bible uh, translations. Like, what are the difference between translations? What should I use to study? Why, why is it that Golden Hills uses the, uses the ESV, and for years before that, they used the NIV? What's the difference between the two? Um, should I use the New Living Translation when I'm doing my personal study? Or, you know, is the message the devil? <laughs> you know, like, what, what, what is the deal with all these things? So. In week two, we could talk about just how we got the Bible, the difference between translations, what interpretation actually is. In week three and four, we actually go through some nuggets and, and some skills in terms of saying, what are we actually doing when we're interpreting? So, it, you know, when we sit down, if, if I sit down to study the Bible because I'm going to teach a class, if Pastor Phil, Pastor Josh, Pastor Matt, you know, these guys who regularly teach from the pulpit when they're preparing a sermon, we're not just looking at it and saying, what does it mean to me? Or how could I go off on a tangent? We do some things. We, we make observations, just what's in the text, going slowly over the text and just looking at it. So what does it mean to make observations? What do we do with word studies? Uh, I, I think for a number of years, the concept of word studies was very popular. And there's an appropriate way to do word studies. There's also a really bad way of doing word studies. Um, I'll, I'll actually give something away for free now. This is a little teaser on what we do in the class. We oftentimes look up a word in the Bible and we go to what's called a concordance. And it might tell you like a basic definition of the word in English and all the way, all the, the times when the word is used in scripture. And so we say, oh, this word can mean one of these things. I think it means this. And then we say, therefore, when it's used in this passage, it means this. Well, that's actually not a very good way of doing a word study because at that point you could just make the word mean whatever you want to mean. Context is actually the, the way in which we learn how to interpret what a word means. And this is what I mean by this. I, I actually like to use the word draft as the example. So if people are listening to this and you're going to take the class for the first time, you're going to get kind of bored because we're going to do this again, but it's good. The word draft, what does draft mean? Think about yourself right now. Like, what are the ways that you could use it? Draft, D-R-A-F-T. Now, how about this? This is the example I'll use because I've used it for years and I think it's a good one. I, and I literally made it up on the fly one day. Draft. So a man is at a restaurant in, in the bar. And of course, since he's in the bar, he can't be Baptist. So he is Presbyterian or Lutheran or something, right? So he's in the bar and he is sitting at the bar drinking a draft beer. And he's sitting with a buddy and they are discussing uh, the rough draft that his friend has made in terms of the biography he's writing about himself. And it was about how he was drafted 
into the army during Vietnam. And the, the, the first friend said, Oh, that's interesting. I, I'm an architect and I have a draft. Uh, I have a drafting board at home because I, uh, you know, draw uh, buildings and I, I create architectural designs. Well, they're at the bar and on TV, there's multiple screens because this is what happens in a, in a bar. And on one screen, they're watching a race, an NASCAR race in which the, the second driver, a car, one car behind the other is following really close because he is drafting on the first car. And on the other TV, they're watching the NFL draft, right? And meanwhile, it, it's pretty cold because there's a door that's opened uh, on the side of the bar and it was open and it was letting in a draft. So how many, how many ways did we just use the word draft right there? Number of ways. I, I didn't count, but that's a number of ways. None of them repeating the, the meaning. But as I was telling that, you all knew exactly what I was talking about. And that's the thing with words. Words have what's called a range of meaning. And usually it's the context that tells us how a word should be interpreted, it when, especially when it has multiple meanings. So that's one of the things that we talk about in one of the weeks. How do we know when to choose a meaning of a word and whatnot? So that, that's week three and week four. We talk about those sorts of things. We talk about things like genre, which I'll get to in a little bit, actually. But a genre, meaning the kind of, um, of literature that exists. So we'll, we'll say that for a little bit because we'll get to that. In week five, I, I love week five. It, it talks about things like the, the historical and cultural context. You know, one, one of the things that we'll talk about as an example is uh, everyone knows about the concept of the Good Samaritan. Every night you turn on the news and you hear the Good Samaritan did this. And we think, oh, Samaritans must have been good. And that's what it means when you help someone else out. Well, in Luke chapter 10, when Jesus was telling the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus's audience was Jewish religious leaders. They would have heard at the story when there's a man traveling on a road, he was beat up, you know, a priest passed by and didn't stop, a Levite passed by and didn't stop. And then all of a sudden, a Samaritan passed by and did help. This is making those Jewish leaders cringe because in the first century, Samaritans were viewed as half-breed, disgusting uh, people. They were not viewed in, in a very good way. In, in the same way that there's much bigotry towards uh, you know, ethnic groups in America or around the world today, that's the way Jews would have treated Samaritans. And so for the point of the story to be that the Samaritan was the one who acted like a neighbor, and at the end of that parable, the, the religious leaders didn't even say, you know, when, when Jesus said, who was acting like a neighbor, they didn't even say, the Samaritan, they said, oh, the one who had compassion. They, they don't even want to say the Samaritan's name. Why is that? Well, there's a whole history behind that in terms of what is Samaria? Who are Samaritans? Why would Jews view them in such a way? We can't understand the concept of that Samaritan story outside of, of learning about that history. And that it, the Bible itself doesn't tell us about those things. We got to go to other resources. Uh, the, the same thing exists in Luke chapter uh, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it, it's in there. I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. But when Jesus is talking about being the light of the world and it's during the festival of booths, well, what does the light of the world mean? What, what does that have to do with anything? He's, he's uh, addressing Hanukkah. And I talked about this actually in a podcast around Christmas time. We had a Hanukkah podcast. So you could go back and listen to that. But that's not something that happens in the Old Testament. Hanukkah happens between the old and the new. So how are we going to understand that reference that Jesus makes about being the light of the world during the feast of dedication if we don't know what Hanukkah is. Like we have to study that history, right? To understand the biblical text in that way. So we just talk about those sort of things, how to use a commentary, how to use a Bible dictionary. We talk about that in week five. 
in week six, we talk about things like, hey, how do you apply all this? This isn't merely an academic exercise. Ultimately, we want to learn what the text means so we could apply it. And so we say, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? What does application look like uh, as we're preparing this and, and learning what to do with it? So we, we talk about that. So that's the first six weeks of the class. It's, it's kind of the technical skills that you need to learn how to read and study the Bible and apply it. Then what happens in the last six weeks of the class, weeks seven through 12, we go through the various genres. I'm using that word again the various genres of scripture. And we say, how do we best understand these genres? Now, here's, here's what I mean by that. When I, when I was a kid growing up, I grew up in church. I grew up around the Bible. I thought the Bible was just written in Bible. <laughs> I, I didn't know that there was any differences between anything. And as I, one of the things I, I learned when I was studying was, oh, there's actually genres that exist amongst all the different books. And the better I understand the genre, the better, better I'll be able to interpret that writing. So here's what I mean. And this is an example we use in the class. When we go on, you know, if I were to go on a date night, back in the, back in the olden days, back in the olden days, Shani, uh, we used to actually have to go to a place called a video store. Many of you understand what I'm talking about. It's you would go to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster Video or uh, what was the other? I forget the names of them. Right, you know, video stores, peace be upon them. And if I wanted a movie, you would go to different sections to figure out what you wanted to do. So. If I wanted to get the cool movie that just came out, I go to new releases. And I know that if this is 1990, what, what year did that Titanic movie come out? 97, 98, right? If I wanted to see the Titanic movie and it was 90, 98 or whatever, I go to the new release section. I wouldn't find it uh, in the horror section, right? I wouldn't find it in the war section. I wouldn't find it in the comedy section. It's not really comedic when, you know, hundreds of people are dying on a boat. Like I know where to find certain movies. And, and same thing, if, if I were to go to the comedy section and there was a movie called Titanic, I'm thinking like, this is strange. This doesn't seem to fit here, <laughs> right? Also, I'm not endorsing Titanic. And I, I apologize for anyone who now has that Celine Dion song stuck in your head for the rest of the show. Maybe we'll make that the closing music. Anyway, the point is, it, it, when you go to the video store, you pick out a movie and it's, you're going to go to the genres. So if it's date night, let's be honest, what's going to happen? It's funny, my wife is calling me as I'm saying this right now. If, if my wife and I were to go to the Hollywood video and on date night, it's going to be the romantic comedy section because we're not going to get something cool from action. God, you know, because God forbid we actually watch something that's interesting that I want to watch. No, we're going to watch some stupid romantic comedy. And we know that if it's a romantic comedy, it's going to be the same thing. Boy meets girl. There's a conflict between them. They have a falling out and then they figure it out at the end. I don't understand why we had to pay four bucks to rent that movie, but that's all of them. But we understand how those things work, right? That's the way genre works in any kind of art, any kind of art form. And literature is an art form, and the Bible is written as literature. It, it's true, but it's, it's still an art form. We have to treat it as such. So how do we interpret letters, biblical letters, all the things that Paul wrote, uh, you know, Romans through um, the, the pastoral epistles, uh, you know, all those other letters that exist. Most of the New Testament is letters in terms of number of books. How do you read Gospels? The Gospels are a biography, but it's an ancient biography. So why do we read it like a modern biography at times? What are the expectations of an ancient Gospel? Uh, what do we do with the Old Testament? How do we read the wisdom literature like Proverbs? Are those promises? Like, like should, we, should we read the, the Proverbs just like it's Levitical law? Right? What, what do we do with those type of things? Uh, if, if I raise up my child in the way that he should go, he, and he will never depart from it, 
what do we do when he does depart from it? Well, if we're reading wisdom as though it's binding law, man, we're going to be walking around some guilt. But if we understand that it's, it's wisdom, hey, do these things and good things will happen. It's not necessarily binding. It's like, okay, there's a different expectation we get from reading the scriptures. It doesn't mean it's not true. It's just the knowing what to expect. Uh, how do you read poetry? So much of the Old Testament is poetry. The Psalms, the Proverbs are actually poetry. Even though the Proverbs are wisdom, they're also <laughs> poetry. The prophets, what do we do with the prophets? That's a strange one. And then finally, the final week, what do we do with Revelation, apocalyptic literature, the, the most difficult modern genre, the most difficult genre for a modern person to understand because we don't have anything like it. What do we do with this? Do we interpret it literally? Is it symbolic? Like, did it make any sense to the original readers? These are the things that we talk about. So this is a preview for that class, Grasping God's Word. Um, I would highly encourage you if you've never taken, I would encourage you to, to try taking it because that is I would say a foundational class in terms of learning how to read the Bible. If you've already taken it, take another class. <laughs> and if you, even if you haven't taken it, you know, maybe you're new to classes. God's big picture is a really good one to jump into because um, it's not going to be highly academic. It will be a good community group uh, to, to be in. Um, discipleship practices for parents, if that's appropriate for you. You might not even have a teenager yet. Maybe your kid's eight, but you want to you know, get ahead on things. That might be a good place for you to go. But we just wanted to take a second to preview what's happening with our classes. Classes generally run for an hour and a half, uh, regardless of what service they're in. They'll run for uh, 12 weeks, and then we'll start our summer classes in uh, June. But yeah, just wanted to give that preview. We appreciate you guys so much. And always, we're always trying to find ways to help equip our congregation. So um, let, it, let me know if you have any questions. I actually directly oversee the classes. And so I'd love to uh, answer your questions if you had any. But hope, uh, hope January has been fun on these one-off episodes. And next week, we'll get into some more consistent uh, stories. And I cannot wait for that. So we'll see everyone soon. Catch you later. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to look up and subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again next time.